This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to Magpies Unrestricted. I'm your host, Chris Gibson, and joining me, as always, is Carothy Sathwaite. Hello. And they've only gone and bloody done it, listeners. Newcastle heading to Wembley, New Wembley, for the first time, I believe. 2-1 win over Southampton on Tuesday night. 3-1 win on aggregate in the semi-final. Newcastle in a cup final. It's still not quite sunk in, to be honest. I mean, yeah, obviously, first cup final since 1999. We had those back-to-back FA Cup finals and I'll be honest, I don't really remember either of them because I was quite young and not actually massively into football then. So, yeah, honestly pretty surreal that Newcastle are going to be in a Cup final at Wembley. Um, It was a much better Newcastle that we saw playing than we have done for the last couple of matches, so I don't quite know what's been said or what's been done, but they were a lot sharper, um, a lot more aggressive, that this seems to be a little bit passive in the last game and just nothing was paying off but this this time I mean within five minutes Sean Longstaff had given the lead and yeah it was poor defending from Southampton but the, the play leading up to that point was some very sharp short passing which we saw throughout the match um, but yeah no really really good to see him on, on the score sheet could have potentially made it 2-0 15 minutes later after another great move um, but yeah well he dominant. did he did it, it was that one um so, yeah, just after it was a couple before. of minutes after yeah, yeah where he, he actually yeah so yeah, in fact he almost had like a hat trick in about 20 minutes mm. didn't he but then as you say yeah then did make it 2-0 late, um, a little bit later on and as you say yeah some really good play and yeah as I say great, great for Sean Longstaff as well because like I say he's missed a few chances recently I think it was his first goal at St James's Park for about four years I think it was and I think it's Look again. If if Newcastle end up winning this thing, there's obviously going to be this big asterisk against it. In terms of you know, as we've stop us if you've heard this one before, listeners, the Saudi ownership, where the money's come from, and and all that kind of stuff. And and unfortunately, we can't shy away from it. But you know, for all the money that's been spent for a local lad to be the one who's fired us through to the semi final with those two goals. Um, I think is is amazing and it, it does help add to that story and, 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 and I think remind us that yes obviously there is this huge kind of shadow hanging over everything but at the same time you know we've we've got this club and we've got this fan base that have been so starved of success and let's face it joy you know for so many years and now, whatever happens, this has been a really amazing run. Obviously, <laughs> I mean, obviously, if we can get a trophy, the first one since 1969, that would be insane. Um, you know, but even just just having this amazing cup run has has been is going to live long in the memory. Whatever happens at Wembley, and obviously, we all uh, we're recording this before Man United play, listeners, but it's almost certainly going to be Man United unless they royally stuff it up against uh, Nottingham Forest. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, as you say, I think Newcastle were really up for it. I think, you know, we were at home, the atmosphere was absolutely rocking at St James's Park. And I think that probably spurred the players on. You know, they 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 knew you know, in that in that it's always tricky, you know, with the first leg. Like obviously if you can manage if you do manage to obviously blow the opposition away and then it kind of do, you know the second leg you 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 know it kind of doesn't matter that is obviously ideal um but yeah i think just you know we we knew that we had this opportunity in front of us and you know the players just made sure they took it eddie howe made sure that they took it you know um I do think I, I I think the scoreline maybe makes it look like Southampton didn't play very well, but they did they did play excellent, and that doesn't take anything away from from Newcastle playing well. If anything, it emphasises it. I mean, Shea Adams say he pulled one back from a great effort actually from from twenty yards out after he gave the ball away, and Southampton did improve and looked threatening. And there were times, especially near the end, where it was a little bit puffy cheeks out. Um, but they didn't have too many out and out chances. They they always seemed threatening, but they just couldn't do anything in the final third really. Mm. Um, they did take control of possession at times, but I think the big issue really was was uh, Bruno and his straight red card. Yeah, I mean, tell you what, I was so happy that we had that two goal cushion because that would have been so tense and uncomfortable. Those that final sort of well, I was going to say ten minutes because it happened in the sort of eighty first minute or so. But then of course there was seven there was seven minutes time. added on. But it actually <laughs> it was damn near a hundred minutes on the clock when it, when the ref actually blew the whistle. That would have been absolutely interminable if it had only been a one goal lead. <laughs> and so and and to be fair, can't have any complaints. I mean, I know obviously they had to to go to VAR because the uh, ref initially gave it a yellow, but. Although I don't think he meant it, 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 it you know, it, it, it was a nasty looking challenge. Oh, it's easily an ankle breaker, so yeah, I'd thankfully, say. yeah, thankfully he didn't actually get injured, or certainly didn't break his ankle and stuff, which is good because it, it could have easily been. But yeah, <laughs> I can't have any complaints um, about that one, even though I say, in Bruno's defence, I don't think he did it deliberately, but yeah, had to, had to be a red, and thankfully, again, I'm not sure whether he's going to get potentially a three match ban. Uh, or if it's just a one match, but even if it is three, thankfully, he is going to be back in contention for the final because we have three league games uh, between now and then. So at least it's not like Bruno is going to miss the final as a result because that would be a real blow to our chances and a real shame for him. Uh, again, obviously, it's going to be tricky for us, you know, in the next um, in the next few weeks in terms of our Premier League games. Uh, with him not being there, especially as we'll get to, you know, we're down a midfielder now with John Joe Shelby uh, having gone to Nottingham Forest. But um, obviously, it's 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 all eyes on the final now. Really, I mean, obviously, we want to stay stay in the top four. We want to maintain that momentum before the final because we don't want to just completely let the wheels fall off, you know, before that game. But it's yeah, it's it's going to be all about that really in uh, in just over three weeks' time, and again. It's not quite sunk in for me yet, um, and obviously the fact that it looks like we're going to be playing Man United is, well, on the one hand, for me personally, it's kind of extra special because having grown up in the northwest rather than the northeast, most of my friends are Man United fans, uh, half my family are Man United fans, so there's like a there's a bit a bit extra there for me personally. On the other hand, of course, 
Man United are playing a lot better than uh, they are uh, now than they they did at the start of the season and 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 last season. So it's going to be a really difficult one again. We'll, we'll I mean I guess we'll, we'll we'll preview that one nearer the time. <laughs> and we might have a couple of new bodies actually um, potentially in contention to play uh, in the next few weeks and and possibly even in that final because um, of course there's been transfer news as well since we last uh, spoke to you guys. Obviously the window is shut now. And obviously the the big headline was Newcastle signing Anthony Gordon for £40 million from Everton. Yeah, um, 21-year-old and signed on a long-term deal with the Magpies. Could rise to £45 million with add-ons. I mean, it's a lot of money. Uh, he was linked for the £60 million move to Chelsea in the summer, but he is quick and will give you some more attacking threat. I think it's just a wait to see. Wait to see. I think... Um, Lots of teams have been burned with 40-odd million pound signings yeah. before. Um, I, I, and we'll just see. I, I know there's some questions over his attitude and the way he's left Everton. But I know at the moment Everton seems to be a bit of a toxic pile. Um, but if that is an issue, then you know Eddie Howe's got to be careful with how he manages that and how to make sure that doesn't actually affect um, the dressing room and stuff like that. But hopefully that's just a, a one-off thing that was just potentially taken out of context or just won't happen again but yeah. hopefully it'll be, it'll be something interesting something interesting to add in, in, into Newcastle's Arsenal at the moment yeah and I, th- I think the senior players as well like you know Kieran Trippier and, and I mean even even though he's hardly been playing recently like, even like you know Lascelles and, and, and you know Dan Burns some of the other sort of big leaders in that team I think they're probably not going to tolerate you know if he comes in sort of being a bit um you know, sort of Billy Big Bollocks, as it as it were. Uh, pardon my French listeners. You know, um, I don't think they're gonna, you know, tolerate that. Um, but yeah, so as I say, it's not. It's never really nice, even when you're the signing club, to see someone kind of go on strike a bit, kind of to try and force a way out of their their club, especially in his case, his boyhood club, who he's come up the academy with. But again, as you say, there are there are issues at Everton at the moment. You can understand someone. You know, especially with a chance to come to us, and where with us being on the up at the moment, you know, been one of Everton's better players this season. Two caveats to that: one, that's not difficult this season because mm-hmm. they've been dreadful, and two, a lot of Everton fans still think that he has kind of regressed a bit from last season, which, as you mentioned, is probably reflected in the fact that over the summer, the asking price seemed to be, despite the fact that we've still paid a lot of money, seemed to be substantially higher over the summer. It's all about potential, isn't it? And we've seen that yeah. Eddie Howe's managed to drag the best out of players and, and find what their niche is. Hopefully, this is something he could do for, for for Gordon. But he also signed Harrison Ashby from West Ham, so only three mil um, with a sell-on clause. But he is, he's got potential for a right-back, and this is, again, something where we see Eddie Howe picking out um, players that he wants for the future or players to start filling in if there is an emergency but that's clearly a direct understudy to, to Trippier and, and what I mean, player to learn from uh, exactly well. that's just what I was going to say it would be the the best type of player to um, pick up just all of the knowledge of the trade really because Trippier as we've said multiple times is, is the a jack of all trades when it comes to that he's good at everything mm. he might not excel at every at, at each individual part but he's very good at all of it yeah so yeah hopefully that will be the excellent for his development and let's be honest will be um, a great move for his career whether that is at Newcastle or, or further afield but yeah no I, I've got and it's... high hopes for, for, for Ashby I think hope, hopefully he will um, 
it will really develop for him personally rather than even if it's nothing to do with the club if he doesn't play in premiership games if he just plays in FA Cup or league games but you know it's a good move for him yeah and, and again it's you know obviously again at this moment in time we're not guaranteed European football next season but again there's a good chance we will get it again uh, obviously the main thing if we win the League Cup is we've won a trophy but uh, that will guarantee us at least Europa Conference League uh, if and that's again that's if we'll then also you know have a bit of a nightmare in the league and completely tumble uh, tumble down the league um, so I think I think there's a good chance we, we will get at least into the Europa Conference League anyway but yeah the fact that we've hopefully got European football next season the fact that you know we're, we're getting a bit more depth in the squad as well with Gordon with Ashby in particular as you say being because obviously Gordon I think you sign someone for £40 million pounds, you're expected. expecting to start them mm. Uh, Ashby, obviously, as you say, very much is going to be a reserve, um, you know, for the for the time being. But yeah, filling filling out that depth in the squad uh, is going to be very useful, um, not only for the remainder of this season as we go through the running, uh, but especially for next season if we do have the extra fixtures to contend with um, in Europe as well. Um, but yeah, one player, as as we mentioned before, who is out the door is John Joe Shelby, gone to Nottingham Forest on a, on a two and a half year contract. And and to be fair, I you know we we he's well obviously he's he's had um you know he's been injured for for some of the time as well of course but you know we we've largely been kind of doing without him this season and I think to be honest although he has done well for us at times I think once the new ownership came in I think that kind of started probably the countdown of of you know the the end of his Newcastle career ultimately he has he has his up and down days I mean like he can have days where he's absolutely amazing amazing, and he can have days where he is a liability yeah um, and uh, I suppose unfortunately for him whenever anyone does something bad that tends to be the thing that's remembered and obviously John Joe Shelby it can do things spectacularly badly and get sent off quite often yeah um, but you know I, I think I think he has been he has been quite a good player for, for, for Newcastle and he, he has been Important and played a big role in getting he promoted from the championships. Got some great goals there. Um, I think during that time when Newcastle was struggling last season, he was probably one of your better players. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's a shame. But you're right. He he's been on the out. I feel for a long time, um, especially with the input of these the new players that the Newcastle have got on the moment. And it's probably time that he moved on. And Nottingham Forest, I think he, he he'll be a big fish. I think in Nottingham Forest and that, that could potentially do him well because they are a scrappy team which kind of I think fits with, with him and, and, and his mentality uh, when he plays the game so yeah, yeah. Good luck. again like, like with Chris Wood yeah honestly yeah I wish him well um, I, hope, I wish Nottingham Forest well hopefully with their again another influx of players after they bought a whole new squad in the summer as well uh, hopefully they're able to um, to stay up because I think it is um, it's it's good having a team like Nottingham Forest back in the Premier League again, and yeah, I mean as you say, Shelby up and down, divisive at times, but you know, get gave us seven years of service, and I think that does deserve recognition. And actually, it was nice that um, despite the fact that the deal didn't even get confirmed until late last night, he was actually still at the game, cheering the team on. I think he got to say goodbye to the fans as well, which was a nice moment for him. Which a lot of players don't get to do when they leave in January Cause, mm. just because that sort of slightly chaotic nature of you know January transfer window deadline day especially the fact that he did actually get to do that I think yeah. was 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 nice for him actually as well 
Um, but yeah, it means that uh, well, especially now with with Gordon uh, being signed, because obviously Joe Winton's had to play a little bit sort of half midfield, half kind of on the wing um, at times recently, sort of out on the left. Uh, it lets him kind of move more back into midfield. Uh, I mean, it's certainly going to be an interesting one now with Bruno being banned for certainly the next game, possibly the next three. Again, I'm not sure on the, on the length of his ban at the moment. Um, again, Gordon, you know, potentially then comes in um, to help. You know, we'll have to see how that goes. But, um, but yeah, no, I'd say, yeah, wish him well. And, yeah, hopefully... I imagine a midfielder will probably be on the cards come the summer. I think, uh, with him having, uh, you know, moved on, and again, especially if we've got European football next season, um, I think you know we're going to need another body in there. But again, for now, um, when they're all not suspended, <laughs> a, a trio of Joe Winton, Willock, and Bruno is still pretty strong. Um, but yeah, let's say. Focus back on the uh, Premiership. Yeah, we'll we'll wrench ourselves away from the League Cup final and back. Just saying, it's not the FA Cup. (laughs) No, and it's not the Premier League either, (laughs) Miss Leicester fan. (laughs) Sorry, we've been Championship next season. It's all good. Um, I I hope not, but it's it's very (laughs) very probable. Anyway, (laughs) yeah, back back to Premier League duties though for a few weeks uh, before we get carried away with the final and and what that might happen there. And yeah, West Ham uh, this Saturday uh, tea time. Yay, another one on telly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get used to it. That's all right, Six Nations is on, so you best get used to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, West Ham, they've done great this season. Um, I say that with a massive caveat of they're still better than Leicester. Um, there were 12 defeats in their 20 games. Um, they did win the last match to climb out of the relegation zone. However, that was against Everton. So how good that is I mean, if you're an Everton fan, probably just thank God. Everybody else, mm. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I think I think Newcastle are going to win. I think that should be really just what everyone's thought process should immediately be. If we have a Newcastle that we saw uh, yesterday. Or in the last match, then yeah, a million percent. If we see the the Newcastle that there was in the, the match before, then it's going to be boring. <laughs> it's, yeah, but they'll probably still win, but it's not going to be entertaining for anyone involved. But they did beat you last time. It was when Bruce was in charge, though. So. Yes, that was yeah, August twenty twenty one. Last their last visit to St James's Park, they, they beat us four two. They were playing a lot better but, that season, though, as you say. As well. West Ham were playing a lot better, and we were playing a lot worse at that time. So. Mm. Um, and you still managed to score, so in that match, so that's you know says a lot about their defense. But but yeah, I mean, obviously based on the how both teams have done this season, then yeah, we should be pretty feeling pretty confident of getting a good result on Saturday. As you say, I think it obviously the fact that Bruno's missing obviously is a concern. Uh, otherwise, it should just be down to, as you mentioned before, in terms of recent matches, because of course. Again, we we got three over two legs against Southampton, but goals have been a bit of an issue for us recently. And certainly, uh, as great as it was to see Sean Longstaff get two, that's not something we can rely on every week, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> so I think a lot's going to depend on how we fare personally going forwards. Whether because I'm sure we will have chances. It's 
how good we are at taking those chances. Again, maybe we see Anthony Gordon start. It'll be interesting to see how he gets on. And obviously... Against his old club as well. I mean, would you do that? No, no, he used to play for Everton. Oh, Anthony Gordon. I was talking about the other one. Yeah, my bad. Okay. Yes, sorry. Yeah, no, Ashby. I, I suspect at best he'll be on the bench because obviously Trippy is going to play. Um, but yeah, and obviously if if Callum Wilson can... Because I think this is, I think the the commentators mentioned, I think this is his longest period without scoring for Newcastle, not including times where he's obviously just not been playing because of injury. Um, so obviously, if he can start finding his scoring boots again in the next few weeks, that'll be really useful both for the Premier League running and, of course, the Cup final. Um, you know, on the twenty sixth of February. So see, that's that's the worry at the moment. I know you've got Isaac, but neither of them are scoring. So, what do what do Newcastle do then? Like, luckily you've got enough people scoring from other positions, but the two strikers haven't done much. Well, that's the thing. I mean, Isaac at least he has, you know, he has contributed here and there. But again, as you said, the goals aren't exactly free flowing. Again, as we know, he's had his injury issues. At least he did get that really good assist in the. Uh, the first leg against Southampton for Jointon's goal that was really impressive but yeah we, we need to at least get one of them properly firing uh, both as you say for the Premier League running if we're going to potentially hang on to a top four spot and of course just in the immediate future of um, the cup final as well so yeah hopefully as I say I think Gordon I think there's a strong chance he will I think there's a decent chance he'll start if not um certainly come off the bench if maybe maybe he gives Sam Maximan a start because obviously someone's going to have to come in for Bruno uh, unless maybe he gives Elliot Anderson a start but I think one of the others is more likely well, if Anderson gets a start my assumption will be it. It'll, it's, sorry I'll get my words out in some form of logical sense um, I reckon he will start in the game before the final to give Trippier potentially a bit of a rest before the next match. Obviously, the final being the most important one. Um, but then again, I think that game would be Liverpool, so maybe not. Yeah, it's, it's getting a bit. It's getting a bit <laughs> tight because and then I think after that it's Man City, or is it Man City before that? I can't remember the exact order now, but yeah, we definitely play Liverpool. Before, um, I'm pretty certain that one's directly before the final. Yeah, I think so. Um, so yeah, that is not going to be one we can necessarily take easy, um, especially because you're well, you're Liverpool are a but... potential top four yeah. um, rival, and the fact that Liverpool are quite beatable at the moment, not to guarantee anything, of course, um, but. You know, given the way both teams are playing, they they they're there to be got at. So you want to take advantage of that. Uh, but I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see on that one. But um, yeah, hopefully we can get back to winning ways in the Premier League um, on Saturday because obviously it's been um, well, it was the Fulham game uh, the other week, but we've only had one, you know, one Premier League win in something like our last four um, Premier League games. So. Yeah, hopefully we can get get back to that and and um yeah, just sort of start building that momentum now for the final um and for for the, for the running overall really. Um but yeah, oh, exciting times though. <laughs> I'm a Newcastle fan with something to look forward to. This is not a position I'm used to being in in, in the recent years. <laughs> 
But yeah, we'll be back next week to discuss the West Ham game and look forward to whoever we play after that again because we play someone between uh, West Ham and Liverpool, I think. So whoever it is, I will, I'll find out in the meantime. <laughs> if you could please give the podcast a like and subscribe and give us a positive review, that would be amazing. We've been Magpies Unrestricted. I've been your very excited host, Chris Simpson. Thanks, Cara. No problem. And thank you, listeners. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts.